What's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Mihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer, and we're back with another podcast. It is March 31st as I'm recording this. Uh, April Fool's tomorrow is canceled, apparently. CV19 canceled a national holiday. That's nuts. That is nuts. I mean, how are you going to tell people that you found a pot of gold? <laughs> I, don't th- I, I, I propose this for pranks, bro. That is the prank, man. That is. The- <laughs> All right. So uh, what, you, what stories do we have for our, our audience today? All right. So I have one tech news. Kind of. We were talking about Amazon yesterday. And now we have a lot of problem with Amazon treating their workers and their workers are walking out. Uh, on the eastern side of it, at least for now. And I have two film photography news. Uh, one of it is using your Hasselblad V system uh, to shoot Instax. And another one is Ilford. Ilford Film from the UK has been shut down of their film production for the time being. And what All right. about you? Yeah, so I got uh, the state of the Apple HomePod 2. And we're going to go over, you know, the state of HomePod and sort of these assistants that we have and maybe what we got, what we use them uh, are, you know, home assistants like our Amazon and our Alexa. I mean, our <laughs> Amazon, Alexa, we got our Siri and our Google, Google Home. We're going to go over that and more Canon EOS R5 news uh, because they, I found an article that they say what the the R five is, and I think uh, I think I nailed this one on the head when uh, when I talked about it yesterday. So uh, let's start with your your stories for today. All right, uh, one of the slower news would be in the tech for me. Uh, that would be Amazon, and in Staten Island, worker from the warehouse have been walking out. Uh, just due to how Amazon have been taking care of things, uh, they are not doing what other company does, like pay leaves and giving people, you know, a safety measure. Uh, even though they are saying they are sanitizing, triple mm-hmm. cleaning everything, but people are just not having it. And as you know, the more higher up you work, the more benefits that you get, the more yeah. money that you would get. So. Interestingly, tech workers at Amazon are also demanding that the company will provide fully paid families for people who miss work. So mainly for people who are in the warehouse, because I would say there are the lower rank in terms of um, working there. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to put it like bad as in, you know, if you work there, it's like, oh, it's just low rank. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah. I get what you're saying. You're like individuals who don't work, like the software developers, or you know the big PR people, et cetera, et cetera. The yeah, the exactly. People that essentially Amazon likes to treat better, or like the Amazon cloud service people. Um, yeah, the one, but, yeah. the people who Amazon really prioritize more. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way to put it. Like people who Amazon likes to prioritize more. And yeah, I've seen I've seen this story too. I saw the the Philip DeFranco show, and it's really nuts, man. Like they these people are super central right now. Yeah. And I actually saw an article that follows up on what you're saying, which is one of the main people, one of the main I don't think main persons is a good sense, 
one of the main individuals who was working on this actually got fired, which seems pretty bonkers, you know, like they're, they're asking for what, what I think is what they need, right? Like more right, sick leave, adequate, better sick leave. Yeah. And, you know, like they definitely, Amazon can for sure afford the medical bills, you know, like the health insurance as well. Um, we're not going to get into politics, but, you know, I personally think that Medicare for all is a fundamental human right. And Amazon can clearly afford it, right? They're like top three most recognized companies in the world. Right. I mean, they completely changed the game of how people shop within the last decade, I want to say, um, you know, having the prime and what the prime offers when we were talking about the prime air yesterday, you could get things in under 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. That should be one of the main priority as a corporate job. And, you know, it really sucks for people who works in a warehouse to experience something like this um, just because they work harder. It's oh, more yeah. labor, physical, you know, yeah, more labor. physical labor. Yeah. It's definitely not a, an easy job. And yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a good move for Amazon. And what I find ironic too, is that Jeff Bezos is asking money from people to donate. Like, and what about his money? Yeah. We're like, I'm going to like, what's Jeff Bezos doing? Even like Mark Zuckerberg, like donated. Google gave out the most money. Actually, they just committed to $800 million, which is nuts. That's, that's insane. But I, was just, I just read the headline. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Maybe I'll cover that tomorrow once it's a little bit more developed. And yeah, I think they should definitely give them a lot more sick leave. And as a tech company, they they have a lot of money. And yeah, they, they clearly yeah. have the money. Yeah. And right now I do this only not, um, not only this affects the workers, of course, as a consumer, uh, we mm-hmm. do see a hit for on our end as well. I have yeah. gone on Amazon, tried to look for some stuff. And like Prime Pantry is usually the whole food side. And the, between the whole food and the Amazon side, you know, you could get essentials for your household. Yeah. And when I click on it, nothing is showing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, and... I have not bought anything on Amazon <laughs> since this thing started. It's like... I just feel bad. Like, um, maybe I just, uh, to me right now, everything that's essential is food. Like that's like, um, food is the most essential thing right now. Yeah. And when I do order something, I was usually for prime members, you would get two day shipping. Yeah. Uh, one day shipping. <laughs> it's funny when they advertise as two day shipping is actually a week from now for me. Oh Yeah. But I know but it's that's, like, um, that's not two days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two plus two plus two. That equals two days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, showing, it's showing how much demand there is and how prepared we are. I've been saying that like a lot of the podcast, but it just shows like, yeah, we're very unprepared, even with all the technology, all the things we thought we had on lockdown. We don't have on lockdown and we don't have certain things perfected at all we are just we're still kind of monkeys you know we we think we know stuff and then we don't right monkey sees monkey do monkey see monkey do it just not it doesn't seem like only the small businesses are affected by the situation 
Um, it does sucks for them though, because how are they going to handle the nationwide um, workers? Because this is just on the Staten Island where the Eastern side of it, and oh, this yeah. has been taking a huge hit for them over there. And I just feel like I, I want to see them do more, you know, as a yeah. big company like that, we rely on them every day. If they should do more, they should do better. But mm-hmm. this has been a problem ongoing for hours, not hours, for years. Yeah. <laughs> not just hours, you know, for years. Oh. And work, warehouse workers have not been treated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like I said, labor is very heavy, heavy and yeah. they work you to death. Yeah. And uh, maybe after this is all over, we'll, we'll see some sort of change. Um, because I've, I've talked about how Amazon's getting way too big and my experience buying photo gear with Amazon. And, you know, I'd rather support like Adorama, who is, I believe, family owned, B&H is family owned as well. So, yep. you know, like I've given like my story on that and, you know, like what, we've talked about this in the past. Like at what point is that Amazon already feels like a monopoly, you know? Like they've, they, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Jeff Bezos is the type of guy that goes for his end game. Like if you read his letter, it's about slow growth. It's always first day, and uh, you know, the the supervillain in every movie is always bald. So you can't you can't really <laughs> trust that. So, it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's perfect, right? Like um, it's um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll figure something out and. You know, we should talk to our representatives about it. And, you know, I think New York is definitely um, the place where I see, I hope to see more change, but we should also, you know, call a representative and, you know, say like, you know, these workers way, way, like way beyond the mark, they showed up to work every single day. And the least we could do is, you know, give them health care. Yeah, yeah. Give them like clearly that we needed them. You know, just like our nurses and our janitors and our doctors and yeah, I mean all these people. Yeah, think about the privilege that you are getting just for being a prime member. Yeah, yeah, but um, remember call your representatives. All right, I felt that felt a little political, but um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the next story, which is yeah, sorry guys, again we don't like talking politics, but sometimes it's just like man, um, it's just a situation right now. It kind of just ties everything back into that system yeah it's like certain certain industries are bleeding into one another in a way that i think we'll never see again like it's just so bizarre strange times um yeah yeah strange times yeah so let's talk about apple home pod 2 and the rumors and news and everything we know about it so far because (laughs) how many people owned owned the the Apple HomePod, probably like 10 people own that thing. And all of them are probably influencers. <clears throat> Honestly, um, I would not, I was not expecting a HomePod 2. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause the HomePod one did so bad and it was just, it feels like the dark horse, you know, we're talking about the, what is it, the 5DSR yesterday? Yeah. And like, that is the dark horse of Canon the dark horse of Apple is this HomePod. Like, it nobody talks about it unless it's a meme. 
Yeah, and at the same time, it's kind of in the same situation, released in a state where um, AI assistant speakers have been well, way, you know, relevant. And then Apple just like, hey, by the way, we have a we have a Siri version of that now. <laughs> you know, Siri was the like one of the first to market. Or was it the first, the first one to market and still really bad? Like all of them are pretty bad, but Siri falls pretty behind next to like Bixby. Okay, but but let me get to the story. Essentially, um, I found this on CNN. I mean, mm-hmm. on Tech Radar. And oh, where did you find your story for uh, Amazon? On TechCrunch. TechCrunch. All right. So we yeah. So some of the important things is that the new Apple Home speaker could be either a HomePod 2 or a HomePod mini, which might bring down the price. And it's supposed to be released this year uh, or to be announced. There's no price yet, but I'm, I'm at the, I'm on, on the Apple website right now and it's 300 bucks for this thing. Heck no. Mm. (laughs) And apparently I saw this as well was that Apple employees are being allowed to work on projects from home. So man, will we see like a little leak after this now? Mm, some Apple home leaks. Everything, everything is hackable. <laughs> everything is, I mean, I remember when like the iPhone 4 came out, that thing was like, or yeah, the iPhone 4, I think was like one of the biggest leaks and someone left it at like a bar or something and oh, someone took oh a picture no. of it. Yeah, that, That's not good at all. Yeah, so maybe because Apple employees are allowed to be home, work from home on these products, there's probably going to be a leak. And then what I found interesting was that the Apple HomePod could have Face ID and 3D gestures. I don't know how they would do this while bringing down the price, but, you know, HomePod 1 with, uh, I believe it was iFixit, they did a great video on it it's on the teardown um you know it's unfixable that thing is unfixable so i hope that this thing is a little bit more fixable and you don't have to get a new one in case three hundred dollars is pretty steep yeah and when it was first released when it was announced they're like you can pair two of these together to make a great surround system but like when everybody got the review unit or they got that first, you know, software, apparently mm-hmm. you couldn't connect both of them together. So I guess that was one of the flaws. It was like half baked too. And I'm going to start off with the price point right now. It's been a few years since this thing was released. $300 is still way too steep when there's clearly better options. Like I've owned a, a um what was it uh, like a google home mini that was pretty good and it, it had like pretty good answers like compared to siri it had much better answers i had that like a few years ago but i just felt like google was watching me they're always but, watching they're always watching but their theirs is way better like even the mini was a really reliable one and the sound wasn't too bad um Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I got one for free from Spotify and I've been using it on and off and it's it's great. Yeah. And the the <clears throat> they they are very great. Like 
for what you're getting. Like it, it answers you the questions. It, asks, it answers the weather perfectly. Siri still has trouble answering the weather sometimes, which is bonkers. The, the, the what do you call it? The Home Pod. Um, I don't know how they would put Face ID on this thing, and I don't know if you want Face ID on it. It's like I get it for the extra layer of protection, but I feel like that's gonna bring up the price like a crazy amount. What do you think would be a good price point for this for this thing? Oh man, I mean, I'm looking at Amazon Echo right now. The third gen is about a hundred dollars. That's just unbeatable price, man. Oh for- yeah, and that one has a screen, right? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's yeah. just crazy, you know. Um, Echo was the first smart speaker that does really well. And then I would say the Google Home is next. Yeah. I will, even though, even then, the Google Home is still pretty cheap for what it is. On New Egg, Google Home is $47 if you buy refurbished. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, and that's that's a good deal. Comparing these prices to maybe a $200, $300 Apple HomePod, if you don't have the system, I don't see the reason why you would get an Apple HomePod. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah, you would get, you know, the latest and greatest of Apple encryption. Mm-hmm. And, but again, that ties back to your phone. To yeah. Your ecosystem. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. And one of the, the problems with this was that you can't use Spotify with it. Like they, I think this is one of the products where the, where the wall garden just completely backfired because clearly people are going to use different products. And I think the next story is that they bought dark sky, right? Like I saw something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The, um, I use Spotify, like as much as I like Apple, Spotify just feels better. I don't know why it's just like, I've used it longer. It's the first one I've used. All my music is on there. And I'd be happy to go to Apple Music, but then it's just like, hmm, there's just something I don't like about it from the reviews that I hear. Maybe I should test it out myself, but there's like the one big thing. You're not giving people the choice to use their favorite thing, you know, whether it be titled for the 10 people that use that or what was the other one? Pandora. I don't know if you can even hook up Pandora and there were some like Bluetooth issues with it too. So Apple HomePod? Yeah, the, the HomePod. Like Man, the, I would expect better. Yeah, you, you would expect a lot better. But this feels like a product where they're they should have just let a little bit more of the wall gardens walls go down. Because I think that was the biggest failure. Like, how could you not give like do you really need that many more people on Apple Music? It's um you, you know, just I think the product would have sold a lot better if the review said, hey, we, they let you play Apple Music on this thing. Because, you, because you know, even the Alexa lets you play whatever. And even the Google gives you options, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just, I guess they want you to use their ecosystem again. So tying back to Apple Music, it's the most, it makes the most sense. You know, Apple everything. So Apple to Apple that works the best, but you know, <laughs> apples to apples. <laughs> yep. It sucks 
for those who liked Spotify, who already have their playlists on Spotify for years to come, just to like, ah, uh, man, you, you're telling me that I need to be on Apple to make it work? Yeah. Nah, dude. Nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, like, mm, this is like one of their dark horses. And I think the most I would pay for, if it's like a big size and it sounds really, really good, because I heard the the audio was phenomenal. Like, there's no way they get the... That's the one thing you should definitely be getting right. I, the most I'd pay for something for like a mini one of these is probably like one fifty. Even really, like, yeah, like maybe two hundred, but one fifty is like a good medium, I think, for most people. But the sound has to be phenomenal. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be like very, very good. It doesn't have to be like you know high end studio grade, but I expect really good sound from them. Uh, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they do. In terms of the 3D gestures, like what are you gonna do? Like what, like what, what, like you wave I just a have... peace sign? They're like, all right, bye. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> You're gonna say bye to your money. Yeah. So uh, yeah, next story. Yeah. So let's talk about films. Go back in time. Wish you know we'd be in the simpler time. So we're gonna be talking about Hasselblad. Um, for those who don't know, Hasselblad is a medium format camera company based in Sweden. And they were one of the first ones to uh, bring out square format. Not one of the first, but they popularized square format and studio shooting. So if you're doing a lot of studio portraits, a lot of people would go for that, like editorial portraits, they would go for that just because you everything is modular. Uh, of course, lenses, you have film back, Film back is a piece of equipment where you can change film in mid-roll. That sounds crazy, but you can do that. So what this company does, um, a photographer based in Shenzhen, John Yang, he had a version of this that shoots Instax mini film. Oh, whoa. Freaking hipster. Yep. You, you already know. If you heard the word Instax, you <laughs> already know. Apparently, this is not his first rodeo, and this is his second version, actually. And it doesn't shoot Instax Mini. It actually shoots Instax Square. One mm. of those uh, rare format, because Instax is not known for squares. But they do have squares available. I think it's just a little bit of a higher price tag. But you are getting a square image like the Hasselblad uh, offers. And for this particular version, version 2, uh, he called it the HWSQ. Great name. <laughs> it, it allows you to focus to infinity. Uh, as to the one before that, it only allows you to maximum of about two meters, about two feet. That's not a lot. And especially when you have a Hasselblad, that has a great lens, Carl Zeiss lens, you know, and you probably want to use it to its full potential. You want to shoot landscape with it. You want to shoot whatever with it, but that's just, you know, uh, limit you to two meters. That's a lot of limitation, but now you can do that with inf ex infinity to focus. Okay. Ooh, this sounds like a very, like, sick combo. Like, it yeah. feels like you're combining so many genres and so many, like, styles of photography into, you know, it's, it's Hasselblad, like no known for their modularity 
right? Because I just they just click right now. Like, is that what they're known for? Like, super modularity. Because dang, a Carl Zeiss Hasselblad Instec Square. How sharp is that? You think that'll look? Oh man, when it comes to Instax, I don't particularly look for sharpness because mm. when it, when I think of Instax, I shoot you know the Fujifilm Instax camera. Those are mostly plastic lens, so yeah, I don't really feel the need for sharpness. I feel like those are for fun. Yeah, a fun camera. Yeah, but who knows? Putting a real lens on it may do something different to the Hasselblad, uh, to the Instax squares and they have been offering that it's it will look great you know everything is tax sharp but here's the asking price they are asking us dollars 795 dollars just for the back that shoots in stacks square what seven dollars and 95 795 holy moly and they're like oh hey if a hundred units exceeds if i sold more than 100 i'll bring it down to 715 (laughs) (laughs) how how dedicated are you to instax the the polaroid that you would okay i gotta see like how sharp this thing is and like because on top of that you already have to have the hasselblad and exactly and the lent and the carl's first of all carl's like zeiss is such a cool name like that is, that's a dope name, Mister Zeiss. Mister Zeiss, Mister yeah. Hasselblad. Mister Hasselblad, how are you doing today? There, like, if you're this dedicated to the to the product, to shooting that, I think it does sound like what, what this guy did. This does sound very unique, and like, whoa, like you're definitely mixing up stuff together to get new results, and that's all what it's all about. But man i don't know who's gonna buy this who do you think is gonna buy this i i actually don't know actually uh, because <laughs> All the like you said you would need a hasselblad first and right now with the film resurgence it costs a thousand dollars just to get a kit going yikes that's a thousand dollar down in the drain well not down in the drain but on top of that if you want to shoot in stacks that's another 800 on top of it and like you said, how many people are going to be dedicating themselves to shoot in stacks? Because even then, that's a very niche market, especially the square format, because no one really knows about the square format. And I, I think this is a very interesting idea because certainly is not the first idea, first unique idea at all, because there are many other film companies like Mamiya, yeah. uh, Bronica, they do have... Uh, Polaroid back, back then. Yeah. And the Polaroid that do, they used back then is Peel Apart Polaroid that Fujifilm uh, discontinued in about three years back, four years back. And yeah. that is the one you actually shake because you want it to dry out. Uh, the, I feel like in photography, there's also like certain tiers of camera brands, you know? Like, like the very bottom, I wouldn't say the very bottom, but like what the average person gets is the Sonys, the Nikons, the Canons. And then you go up to like this second tier of super high-end. Super high-end Canon, super super high-end Sony. But like camera, like companies that, like Leica, Leica and the Hasselblad that 
only certain people can afford because they're just so like even the most basic body is so expensive right yeah like even right for now the old ones yeah even for the old ones there's a certain prestige that they have to them and Hasselblad right now feels like that because only like even then the market for Hasselblad isn't too big because it's like portrait high-end portrait photographers and modeling photographers which is same thing as portrait photographers yeah yeah and i don't know man like this sounds super cool but if you have other alternatives then why not go with the other alternatives that aren't gonna like you know rip a black hole in your wallet right yeah so it depends if you you know um like isaac said however you want to go with the old film polaroid film back of course you will be paying a premium for the polaroids because they are discontinued and yeah. Yeah, you know you had to hunt for it about the the polaroids like are people selling those on ebay or something or oh, they what, are. what's the deal they are so usually it would cost about the same as instax you know 10 shots of about 10 15 dollars but now yeah. they are selling about 50 dollars 80 dollars what yeah for how many that's shots crazy for 10 for 10 10 dollars no dude are you serious yeah about 10 dollars per shot so wait wait what is that <laughs> what is the formal name of this thing fujifilm fp hyphen 100 that's 100 one of the very yeah oh. that's one of the variation of it oh uh, of my course, goodness they have black and white they have higher isos yeah and so uh what the use of these polar film back is that back then of course you don't have a dish you know a test shoot so you see what you get on the screen yeah they would meter the lights mm. they take with that this? meter yeah. yes with that with the peel apart one they take that metering put it in the camera put this polaroid on shoot one frame pull it apart instant and you see those instant results like huh do you like this result do you need mm. to tone something down or do you need to fix something in the lighting or whatever? So as you can see, this is why it's most popular in studio photography. In ah, yeah, Korea. yeah. You would, you would not waste a roll of film just to see that photos comes out bad. Oh, okay. So, so it was like the, um, it was like your test shot, basically. Basically. It was, it was um, that's nuts. Ah, oh, man, this is, imagine Fujifilm brings it back. Like, dang. That's a market gone right there. Yeah. And they said they cannot afford to do so just because the chemicals are pretty expensive. I can see why. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they are producing Instax. So I'm just like, but you are producing a Polaroid film. <laughs> Maybe we should like see the back of the, of the, of the, what do you call it? The back of like the ingredients or whatever. Maybe it's like a, chemical that's also harmful to the environment so they can't really produce it oh for sure yeah but I, I mean that sounds dope but there's oh man there's so many options and unless unless you really love your instax and you want to like have some shooting bragging rights day. yeah and shooting it every day and your bragging rights then go ahead and buy this 800 dollar combo and uh, yeah go along with your day <laughs> Hey, they have rechargeable battery with USB USB C. So there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, huh? Yeah, Hasselblad has that. They're way ahead of that one. That's for sure. 
Yeah, and they're planning to make this back uh, compatible with other brands as well, like the Mamiya RB67, Kiev ADA, Bronica, 44x5 camera. So maybe you can find a use for it, not just in Hasselblad. Uh, like we said, Hasselblad are pretty premium in pricing. Other brands are not that high. So if you've got money and you want to burn through your Instax stocks, by all means, I'll nice. leave the link in below. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next, uh, next story is just a short one. So Apple decided to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, actually, let's go with the Canon one. Let's go with the Canon. <laughs> uh, so like we were talking yesterday, Canon uh, confirms that that EOS R5 is essentially a mirrorless 5D. So there you go, guys. It's uh, it's just a replacement for the 5D. Yeah, it's it's the 5D replacement, the 5D series replacement, and it's probably gonna be a good three thousand five hundred dollars, maybe four thousand. I think I would be pissed if it was like four thousand five hundred, because then you're just asking for an arm and a leg. Yeah, Um, that's almost stepping into like one TX pricing. Yeah, and there's got to be some distance between that and the 1dx mark ii also uh separate like i think it dropped in price so drastically because i think i saw it for like five thousand so you gotta you gotta really you know have some price difference in these two to for them to sell well right to compete with the market for sure compete with the market for sure all right uh actually we'll just uh wedge this one in here too Apple buys the most popular weather app. Ever heard of Dark Sky? I have not, actually. So it's basically hyperlocation. So it pinpoints where you're at and tells you the weather even more accurately, accurately, which is weird because all these weather apps get their information from the same place, which is like the National Weather Service. But I think what they did really, really well, it just have like a better user interface at the start compared to everybody else but yeah mm-hmm. they they bought the most popular app i don't know why it didn't say and then they took it off the android market of course smart of move course. smart <laughs> move it just dude that is that is just like a it's a wiener move dude it's such a wiener <laughs> move it's why would you do that like come on man Apple exclusive, man. Apple and Apple exclusive now. So what what do you think about this? Like it's, do you think it's good? Do you feel like if you had an app that you really loved that was both Apple and Android and they took it off from Android, how did you feel? What's your favorite app actually? My favorite app? Oh man, I don't know. It has been Reddit for a good while, but then it become kind of stale for right now. But imagine Reddit being just for Apple exclusive. Nah, oh, dude. Nah. nah, dude. Like, it's such a versatile thing. I can see why Dark Sky, right? Dark Sky would be so popular yeah. because you want to know exactly where you are, what's happening. And so I think that really sums up how we like to see information. Yeah, um, not just in general. It's like, oh, today gonna be seventy degrees. Like, okay, but does that affect my area? Does it? Yeah, because the the thing about the the good thing about the hyperlocation was that for somewhere like San Francisco, 
where the weather changes so drastically, it was essentially like one of the best apps. Like three bucks is not bad for an app, but it it just allowed so much to it just allowed such good information. But yeah, I don't I don't know. This yeah. is this is so Apple. Yeah, and- I mean shameless plug. Look at our uh look at Isaac's video of the JCH disposable as we can see the weather does change drastically in san francisco yeah it's it's nuts it doesn't even make sense yeah so uh let's go talking about film let's uh let's go on with your your next story yeah so if you should film you would know about ilford ilford is a black and white company that is based in england for the longest time it has been a main stable for competition like kodak with their triax lineup so you would know film from Ilford like HP5, FP4. They also make other lower-end uh, film as well, Cantmere. And right now with the situation, Ilford has been has announced that they will be shutting down the production because of this, you know, the pandemic right now. And even though the in, under the UK law, they are still able to operate and make film. But Ilford had decided to shut down in order to prioritize the health and the safety of its employee. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very good move. Yeah. And, you know, working with chemicals already, you're already putting your health at risk. Yeah. Not only that, you are putting a lot of strand and high attention to what you're doing with the film. Otherwise, you would ruin a big batch and that would cost money. Besides, in that warehouse, I don't think you would be um paying the highest attention with the pandemic going on is big so i think that's a good choice from Ilford just to shut down and they said that you should not worry about stocking up just for now because they do have a bunch of them in the warehouse they will be shipping out to worldwide but you know they might see that supply and demand anytime soon upon this news Mm, that's pretty interesting. Like I, I haven't heard of any other film company do this. I think Ilford's the first one. Yeah, I want I want to say that because I have not heard anything from Kodak. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Kodak, they we have seen Kodak increasing their price by thirty five percent this year. Oh yeah, rep. Because of due to the supply and demand. Yeah, but that would you know. That supplies more employees, which is good. But you know, Kodak is in Rochester, New York. Oh, so really? Yeah. So I don't know how they're handling that right now. Yeah. Because that's just New York, is just a hot spot for the pandemic, and they have not said anything for the for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Well, at least they gave the the you know the president of it's not time to stock up. We'll be back right after all this. And like, who's going to be out there like photographing right now? Like, actually there are a few people, (laughs) there are a few of you out there photographing and you know, like it's good that they said that that way people aren't being dinguses and freaking piling up and trying to price gouge everything. Yeah. Uh, Considering Ilford has been, has always been, cheaper than Kodak. Uh, their main competitor is Kodak Tri-X with Oof. the 400 ISO and yeah. the HP5. 
Yeah. And HP5 is my go-to. It's such a good tone of, like, a good value film yeah. for such quality. I can I would agree say on that you, one. Yeah, yeah. And I would say you would be paying $5 for a roll of HP5 and you would be paying about 7 to $8 for Kodak. Yikes. And I feel like it's for the name sometimes. Just oh, for, for sure. For sure. Like, what are you shooting? HP5. Like, <laughs> HP5? It's like, I got Kodak. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kodak is American made, so. Oh, made in the US of A. So, must be better, right? Must be better. Yeah. And I don't know what what is going to happen to the state of film after all this is over. Because I feel like people are going to be selling more. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of people are out of shops. Like, again, we don't want to tap too deep into politics. But yeah, hard times, people. when it comes to hard times, people are going to try to sell. And with oh, film yeah. being so much of a relevancy right now, people are going to sell for a great price. So and I have seen film being let go for dirt cheap. Mm. On eBay? On eBay, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I don't... Like, I mean, are people going to want to digitize more now? Because, I mean, I feel like most people don't develop their own film. And, like, are they going to want to keep it for themselves? Or, like, are we just, is it going to fade out? And is it going to become its own little niche thing all over again? Cause, oh, man. Yeah, we've talked about it. Like, it's... Because it exploded, right? Over the past five years, it just... All of a sudden, everybody shoots film. But now it feels like it's resurging back down to being just for a niche group of people. Especially with Kodak being like, we're going to bump up the price on everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And surprisingly, Kodak saw an increased sale of 29% in the third quarter of 2019. Um, As you can see why there would be a price increase in 2020. Oof. So that tells you a lot. It yeah. tells you a lot of people are going back to film, newbies learning about films. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to film, the first thing you would think about is like, oh, Kodak. Oh, yeah. They're, they were the king of film. Yeah. Easy peasy on that one. Hmm. All right. I think that's all that I have. I feel like we got a little film lesson right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you really went into what film is and like explain the Hasselblad thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I hope you learned something. If you want a Hasselblad right now, uh, just look around. Just don't spend a thousand dollars. Oof. If you want that, if you if you want that back, go ahead and let us know and see how you like it. <laughs> oh man, then if you do buy it, let us know because I don't, I don't personally know anybody that would want to drop that much on just the back. Uh, just camera. an Instax. Yeah, go buy the hundred dollar one instead. Yep. All right. I think that's it for now. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, remember to stay inside. Alrighty. For Isaac, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Isaac Mihangos with one A. You can send us messages on anchor.fm slash Isaac Mihangos slash message. It's at the bottom of the Spotify description too. It puts it all the way at the bottom. I just realized that. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Isaac Mihangos. I just put up a new video on how I make videos for my 100 subscriber special. So make sure to check that out. And you? 
yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Jackie the Little, and I mostly post film photography posts there. And I recently just got a Twitter, so Jackie the Little. Uh-huh. So someone took my name. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, go ahead and reach out to us. Let us know what you think and so forth. Yeah. All right. At the end of the day, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Oscar Mihangos, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.